you have your Bibles with you, can you turn to Psalm 71? Psalm 71. You know, it is believed that Psalm 71 was written by David in his old age. You know, David begins this psalm with a lot of prayer. From verses 1 to 4, we see he's making supplications, he's making prayer to the Lord that God would deliver him from all his enemies, that God would deliver him from all his adversaries. And finally, he's ending this psalm, verses 22 to 24, praising God for all his goodness and all his faithfulness. It's a great psalm. A psalm that is starting with prayer and a psalm that is ending with praise. And all along you see notes of praise, you know, here and there during this psalm. We are going to spend some time this morning on Psalm 71. Psalm 71 is a prayer-loaded praise song. <coughs> prayer and praise go together. In our Christian life, we need to pray to receive God's blessings in our lives, God's protection, God's deliverance over our lives. But we also need to praise God for His goodness. We pray to God to, you know, with an expectation of asking and receiving something from God. We praise God for who He is, for what He is. We give praise to God for all the good things He has done in our lives and still doing, and still we expect Him to do in the coming days. I want you to think about this morning, what about, how do you think about, how do you think uh, prayer without praise? The life of a child of God, he or she pray, only prays, but she or he doesn't praise. You know, that simply means he's always receiving. We always pray. Lord, I need this, I need that. We always pray, but we are not giving. We are not giving praise to God. You know, eventually such life without praise will become materialistic because we end up in asking more to God. It also gives the feeling that, you know, we are too far from God because God is somewhere else and we ask every time. We send our petitions to God. You're talking about a life without praise, just only prayer. You know, eventually it becomes so selfish because we are not willing to give anything back to God. We want, always we want. You know, some of our lives are like that. We always pray for stuff, but we don't really give praise to God. And you know what's too soon such lives will lose their strength because there is no momentum that momentum that strength is produced in you when you praise god you know this morning god is speaking to you because god is you know very particular in some of our lives the way we learn to praise god the way we know to praise god on the other hand praise without prayer how it will be it works well in good times Praise without prayer. It really works well in good times because we'll feel like giving all the glory to God, throwing all our praises unto Him. It's like twisting the hands of God by praising God for God to do something in our lives. You know, praise is like a steam produced in a steam engine of a train. But without prayer, the momentum that is produced by the steam is not engaged to the wheels. In effect, a life that only praises, it doesn't pray, it's like a strain which is 
which is stopping, which is at halt, but it is producing a lot of steam. But the steam is not really, the momentum is not really engaged to the wheels, but prior engaged that momentum that we get in price to the wheels so that our lives will start moving, it will not be stagnant. Only price that generates only noise. It appears to be the engine is running, but the train is not moving. You know, such lies, such prayerless lies, you know, trying to come to church and try to praise God. But you don't have your prayer life, you don't really pray. Such lives and ministries, without prayer, they become stagnant. They don't move forward. Here in Psalm 71, we see David encouraging prayer and praise hand in hand. So that you know he will be able to move forward. He will be able to achieve what God wanted, to, wanted him to achieve in his life. David is giving a picture of life. And he is portraying how praise is involved in all the phases of life from birth till death. He is painting a picture and telling us how it important the time when we are born until the time we die. Praise is always along with us. We can never hide ourselves from praising God. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Living Praise. Can you say that with me? Living Praise. There are various ways we can divide this psalm. But as I was reading through this psalm multiple times, you know, this is what I could see. I see four divisions here. Number one, the miracle of the past. Number two, you can read that along with me. Miracle of the past. Number two, wonder of the present number three favor of the future number four purpose of the rest of our lives can you do it again just 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 allow those words to get into your heart as we read number one miracle of the past wonder of the present favor of god's favor for the future and the purpose for the rest of our lives you know we are in different phases of our lives but God has a plan for the remaining days of our lives. Psalm 71 verse 5 says, For you are my hope, David says, O Lord, you are my trust from my youth. And verse 6, By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. Number one, miracle of the past. You know, you have a reason to praise God. I have a reason to praise God because a miracle took place so many years ago in your life and in, your, in my life. David is saying in verse 6, By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually for you you have a reason to praise i have a reason to praise god someone said like this if you don't believe in miracles perhaps you have forgotten you are one if you don't believe in miracles perhaps you have forgotten that you are one of the many miracles that had taken place on the face of this earth even if we haven't received anything from God, we can never stop praising God because He created us miraculously. You know, childbirth is more than a biological process. 
It is a miracle in itself. You should praise God for your birth coming into existence on the face of this earth. We should praise God for our birth. You know, David is doing it. You were born, and I was born with all the organs functioning well, physically and mentally fit to do anything that we want to do. There's a reason to praise God. You should praise God for your children. They are not a nuisance. They are not a misfit in your life, but they are miracles. I want you to look at your children as miracle. Each one is a miracle in your life. You should praise God for the unborn children. Even those who haven't formed yet in your womb, you should praise God for them because God is going to do great things in this year. So we need to start praising for those unborn babies. We should start praising God for those babies who are not conceived yet. Because word of God says, even before we were formed, even before our structure was put in place, God knew us. That simply means God knew the babies that are not conceived yet. You should also praise God. You should, we should never stop you know, praising God. We should also praise God for the life that started but it could not make it but they are already in the presence of God that life started in your womb but that life could not make it but they are already in the presence of God you should not cry over them but instead you should start praising God for them you know there is all the reason we have to praise God David says also says in Psalm 139 verse 14 he says I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well can you stay start praising God for God creating you in this world can you just look around just look around please look around at your children look at your children and just start praising God for them just look at them as a miracle they are so precious they are just created by God they are given you in your hands as a gift and we have all the reasons to praise God this morning I want you to pass for a moment we need to pass for a moment think how miraculously how wonderfully God had created us at times we take things for granted we don't even spend time thinking about all these things and God wants you to just stop for a moment you know sometimes we feel bad about our lives you may not be one of the, you may not look like one of the celebrities. But you can praise God for what you are. Sometimes we worry about ourselves, our structure, our look. But God is asking this morning, I have created you in my own image. We may not look like everyone else, but look, but we look like our heavenly father we want to thank God for creating us in such a wonderful fashion the miracle of the past took place when we came into existence on the face of this earth why we are here today on the face of this earth it's possible that we were never born it's possible that we could have been replaced with somebody else but God did not do it he has he had decided to, to, to take you into existence 
that we are alive today. The miracle of the past makes us to praise God. Psalm 71 verse 7 also says, as David goes further, he says, I have become a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. I have become a wonder to many. Secondly, the wonder of the present. We talked about the miracle of the past. Now let's move further and talk about the wonder of the present. Psalm 71 verse 7 again, he says, I have become a wonder as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. And the next verse, let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Wonder of the present. Lord, you have kept me, Lord, as a wonder. David is saying, let me praise God all the days of my life because he has kept me as a wonder for many. This morning, I want you to imagine, I want you to listen to me. David was a man of very high qualities. He was a very beautiful, very amazing harp player. He plays harp, the music instrument well. He was a brave warrior. He spoke well in situations. He was um, a, a, a fine-looking man, very beautiful, sorry, very handsome man. The Lord was with him. He had such a favor from God. And also remember, he was anointed by Samuel as a king, even at the very early age. He wasn't just a mighty man. He was an amazing man. But that doesn't mean that his life was smooth all along, worry-free. No, 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 that was, that was not the situation. He faced many adversaries. He faced many hardships, many challenges in his life. <coughs> he had to handle lion and the bear. He had to handle Goliath in the battlefield. You know, he had to flee from Saul because Saul became so jealous of David and he was trying to kill him and he had to flee for life. And eventually, he, at some point of time in his life, he got into adultery with Bathsheba and he ended up in killing Uriah, the Hittites. You know, he faced so many, so many you know, shortfalls and so many failures and so many challenges in his life and he was rebuked by prophet Nathan and he was also refused that he cannot build the temple of God. And Absalom, he was trying to take throne at some point of time in his life, and he had to even flee from Jerusalem. A man who was so special, so honored by God, but so filled with so many challenges in his life. Through all this situation, David never turned back from God. He never hesitated to humble himself at any moment in, in his life before God. He had such a sweet and humble spirit. He never stopped praising God all along in his life. You know, these are some of the hidden qualities of a child of God that will help you and me to keep going. You know, we all make mistakes. We all fail. Miserably we fail. But when you humble yourself before God, when you surrender yourself before God and hide yourself under His grace, under His mercy, you know, God is still continuing to show His favor upon us. That's why the Bible calls Him in two places, a man after God's own heart. Now He says in Psalm 71 verse 7, I have become a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. He became a spectacle that people should pay attention to him. You know, some people wondered what a failure he is in his life. Some people would have wondered, how does he survive? 
all these tragedies he's facing in his life, but how does he survive? Have you come across people just looking at you and talking to you, talking about you? And how he keeps managing all these things. So there is so much failure, there is so much of opposition in his life. What a failure he is, somebody says. He became a wonder, he became a spectacle. And somebody said, oh, what a man of God is he. You know, that God is lifting him up in spite of all his shortfalls. People were wondering what kind of man he is. He was kept there as an example, as a model. That God, to, for people to see God's work in somebody's life. The secret was, listen to me. His mouth was filled with not evil words. His mouth was filled with not negative words. Not just empty words. But filled with praises to God. You know, this is the secret that God can bring you to any extent in your life. If you keep, I'm not talking about just keep saying praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, that has become so old-fashioned. I don't believe that. Keep saying hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Without even knowing what we are saying. I'm not really talking about it. I'm not talking about at times the, some of the Pentecostal way of praising God. I'm not really talking about that. I'm just talking about praise coming inside of you, from inside of you. Praise coming with a conscious heart. You know, otherwise it's just a waste. The secret was his mouth was not filled with the negative things. Not filled with the bad things. It was filled with praises to God. Isaiah the prophet was ministering among the people of God in tough times in his life. I'm just taking you straight away from David's life to Isaiah's life. You know, God was totally disappointed about the people that he was ministering to you because they were not following God. Their heart was away, even though they appeared to be worshipping God, but their heart was somewhere else. And secondly, the contempt and the reproach of the people. They were trying to kill Isaiah the prophet. You know, they, 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 were, they, they were so against this prophet. And he was living in a very tough time. God was not in favor of people and people were not in favor of him. They were all totally against. Isaiah also is a type of Christ. It's exactly Christ was going through the same situation. In Isaiah chapter 8 verse 18, if you can read with me, this is what he declares. He says, here I and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. Things may not be in favor of you and me. Things may not work out the way we want, but still God can keep you and your family as a wonder. Still God can work in your life and keep you and your family as a wonder. God will keep you. God will establish you. If you never stop thanking, if you never stop thanking, or if you never stop praising God, if you stop all the negative words from your mouth, and you start praising God and thanking God for who He is and what He has done in your life, we will see, we will become a wonder, we will become an example, model for people to say, He is the man of God, she is the woman of God. Wonder of the present is God keeping you and me as a sign to bless many. You know, this world out there is without sheep. This world out there is without a leader. The world out there is not having anyone who can guide them to the cross. God is depending on you. God wants you and me. And God is calling you and your family to be a wonder. But never stop praising. You can become a wonder of God, a sign of God, sign for God. When you continue to praise God. Number three, 
Let's read Psalm 79, 71 verse 9. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fades. Verse 18. Now also when I am old and gray-headed. Oh God, do not forsake me. A prayer concerning future. Thirdly, let's talk about favor of the future. We talked about the wonder of the present. Let's talk about the favor of the future. Again, let's read Psalm 71.9. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. Verse 18. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me. In verse 14, he's, praises, he's praising God, but I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. We are talking about how do we get God's favor in the coming days in our lives. Old age is very critical or very complex time of our life. People of old age are generally neglected by the society. People of old age are denied certain treatment and certain medical procedures. People of old age, they live in isolation. They live in loneliness and many of them are depressed. They are just counting their days and their lives. You know, we see that when we go to minister to the people who are, who are living in the senior homes, we just, you know, look at their face and the frustration that is already built up in their lives. Many old age parents are not treated well by their children. Many of them suffer because no one is willing to take care of them. David is making a petition to God concerning his old age. He is praying to God not to cast me off. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. You know, remember that we will all be there very soon in some point of time in our lives. The prayer is fueled by praise here in Psalm 71 verse 14 as he says, But I will hope continually and will praise you it more and more. You know, David is telling us this morning that we need to start praying for our old age. At times it, 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 look, it seems to be not very theological. Theologically it doesn't seem to be sound, but the scripture is saying David is praying for his old age. Why is he praying for his old age? I believe we need to start praying for our old age. We need to continue to hope and praise God. What we need in our old age is the favor of God and the grace of God. Not just uh, aging gracefully, that's important. But more than that, we need the favor of God. We need grace of God. You know, not just the old age pension and CPP or retirement benefits or insurance and all those things. They are all important. We need to have all those things. But more than that, what we need as we look at our old age time is we need the favor of God. When we praise God, God's favor comes upon our lives. When God's favor comes upon us, it will change everything in our lives. God... You know, it's when he shows his mercy and compassion and favor and grace upon someone, that makes a whole difference. Because it opens prison cells. It shuts the lion's mouth. It also braces the dead. 
It heals the sick and also it, you know, it replaces curse by grace, by blessings. It opens the womb and you know, when someone is filled with God's favor, this total atmosphere changes. That's what we need for our old age to be blessed. We need to continually praise God so that we will have God's favor over our lives. You know, God is not going to leave us as orphans. He will surround us with people. He will surround us with the right people. Even if you become old age, only if we have favor of God in your life, God will not allow us to lie down in the sick bed. If we have favor of God, God will make sure that you will run and do the work of God and you will run and declare the glory of God until your last breath. But what you need and what I need is the favor of God. We need God's favor. And God's favor comes when we praise God. Favor of the future. David was not only praying, but he was also praising God for God's favor in his old age. Finally, Psalm 71 verse 18. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come, who is to come, the future generations. The purpose of the rest. We talked about the favor of the future. Now we are talking about the purpose of the rest. The rest of our lives. Psalm 71 verse 18 again. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. What about the rest of our lives? David is asking God not to forsake him until the last breath. He is asking grace and strength to fulfill God's purpose on his life. Look at the verse again. Do not forsake me, Lord, until I declare your strength to this generation. He's not saying that, Lord, after my retirement, I need to have a very blessed life. I want to just sit in the easy chair and have coffee every day morning. It's good to have that. There's nothing wrong. But his prayer is, Lord, do not forsake me until I'm done with your purpose for me on the face of this earth. Then verse 22 and 24, as he coming to an end, he says, With lute I will praise, with harp I will sing, with my lips and with my tongues, I will declare the goodness of God, your praises to this generation. He is looking into his future, he is looking into the remaining days of his life and committing his life to praise God and to declare his praises and to thank God for all the God, good things that God has done in our lives, in his life. What is the purpose of God? The question this morning is what is the purpose of God for the rest of your life? David says, I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. What is the purpose? I believe our purpose for the remaining days in our lives I think there is only one purpose that purpose is to get the next generation ready for God there is only one purpose that God has for the remaining days of your life to get the next generation ready for God the same purpose that God had over the life of David the same purpose that God had over his son Jesus get the 12 disciples ready and you are done 
Get your followers ready and you are done. Get your children walk in the ways of the Lord and you are done. I don't think there is any other purpose that God has over your life and my life other than fulfilling God's purpose. Children of Israel. Before we get there, we want to read one more scripture. Psalm 145 verse 4. Psalm 100, how important it is today to think about the next generation. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. One generation shall praise to your work to another generation. You know, this chain has to continue because God cannot stop his work on the face of this year. It, had to continue, it has to continue. And he is depending on you and me for us to continue this in our lives because that is the purpose of God. You know, this morning I want to, be, I want to, I want to stress this more today before we close. Children of Israel were commanded to do so. Deuteronomy, let's read the scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 to 21. All the parents, I want you to listen to me carefully. Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21, verse 18. Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontal sorry friendlets between your eyes verse 19 you shall teach them to your children speaking of them when you sit in your house with whom you are speaking with your children when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up verse 20 and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth. The purpose of the rest of your life is to teach your children the oracles of God, the promises of God, the statutes and the commandments of God. To install the faith that you have in your life, into your children, onto your children, in the life of your children. As the faith of Lois came into Eunice and eventually into young Timothy, God wants us to bring that faith to the next generation. Listen to me carefully. Those who are blessed with children, the call of God in your life is to teach Bible to your children. It doesn't matter even if you don't, do not do anything else for God. What is important is to teach and to nurture the word of God in the life of your children. Because they are not going to be with you forever. The, those who are listening to you now, they, are, they will not listen to you after some time. They will just find their way. They are not just going to live forever under the same roof with you. It is the best ministry. That is the best ministry a parent can do for your child, for your children, to bring them, bring them up in the ways of God. Those who are not having children of this learning age, you need to involve yourself in the children ministry and the youth ministry. If not, you are not fulfilling the purpose of God in your life. You need to bring them up the next generation for God. That's the purpose and plan of God in your life and my life. The torch in your hand need to be handed over to the next generation. You know, if our forefathers would not have done what they have done, today you may not know Christ. 
If the missionaries would not have come to our nation, today you may not walk in the ways of God. You know, it is important that you hand over the torch to the next generation. Next generation ministry is important. You know, most of the time they are neglected. We don't accept them the way they look. But that's important. That's very important. We'll talk about that sometime later. If you don't give importance to your children, and you don't make use of the opportunities available for them to learn scripture, and if you tell excuses, you know, God is going to inquire their blood on your head. Listen to me carefully. If you don't, if you don't give importance for your children to learn the word of God, and if you don't engage your children in the ministry, wherever you find children, ministry is happening. If you don't open the opportunities for them to learn the word of God, God is going to inquire their blood on your head. When there are ministries built for children, someone is putting the effort to bring their children, to attend the children ministry, so that my child will learn the word of God. My child will learn, learn the oracles of God. Do not neglect the opportunity. Send them. As long as children are under your roof, they need to obey you. There is nothing wrong with the children. Something wrong with the parents. As long as they are under your roof, children need to obey to the parents. If they are not obeying, they are capable of finding their way. You need to bring the discipline in your children. Do not say excuses. Because you are accountable, I'm accountable. I would say the purpose of your existence is to produce your child, children. Once you are done, you are not really needed. If you are still alive, seeing your children growing, the only purpose that you have, that you are alive, is because it's for to lead them to Christ. Your job is done once we produce. But if still God is keeping you alive, to see them growing up, to see them getting nurtured, so to see them coming up, it is to nurture them the word of God. Or as they grow up, it is for you to sit and pray for them. Pray their life, their future. That's the purpose of God in our lives. Purpose of the rest. David is asking, do not forsake me until I declare your praises to the next generation. Let that be our desire. Then he took his lute. Then he took his harp. And then he started singing and praising God. And that praise continued until the final day of his life. You know, this morning I believe God is speaking to us. I just want to conclude. God wants us to praise him continually. Living praise lives along with you throughout the life phases that we experience on the face of this earth. Miracle of the past. We talked about it. Start praising God. For God creating you, creating your children, creating the unborn, creating those who are not conceived, not conceived yet, those who fail to make even from the womb of their mothers, start praising God for them. Wonder of the present in the midst of adversities. In the midst of adversities, you know, we, 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 we see in the midst of adversities and hardships and trials and difficulties, you know, God is keeping you as a wonder for many. God is keeping you as a blessing and God is keeping you as a sign for many. And for that to happen, your mouth should not be filled with evil words. Your mouth should not be filled with empty words, but your mouth should be filled with praises. We learn from the life of David from Psalm 71. 
we need favor of God for our future old age could be so complex we need the favor when we you know for us to survive during that age and we need God's strength during that age and where that favor comes that favor comes as we praise God then we talked about the purpose of God for the remaining days of our lives the purpose of God is for us to declare God's strength and God's uh, blessings to the next generation ministering to your own children and getting in yourself involved in the ministry where children or the next generation is built up and nurtured and brought into the into the presence of God you know this morning I just conveyed the expectation of God heart of God that God had over the life of David I believe the same heart is the same as the heart of God today over your life and my life over your family and my family shall we close our eyes